This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genazit Hayed. This is a toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture, only on lineupmedia.fm. Genazit, Genazit. Pardon my friends. Uh, how you doing out there? A lot of crazy stuff been happening. I know I didn't do a show last week. You know, I, I just uh, I just wasn't there. I wasn't there. I, I didn't know what to say. I mean, that's uh, that's just about it. I, I I don't know what every Armenian out there, how you guys are thinking and all that, but I just, uh, it wasn't in me for a show. And I think you guys are in the same boat. And, uh, hey, you guys remember a couple shows ago I did uh, with Patrick Lancaster? Well, uh, Patrick went to Artsakh. And uh, now he's in Armenia. I, I don't know if he's in Armenia or Artsakh, Armenia. But in any case, we're going to have him on the show in, uh, in about a couple minutes, actually, because I just made connection with uh, Patrick. Uh, and, uh, hey, Patrick, uh, are you out there? Yeah, I can hear you just great, John. Okay. Uh, can, can you come back on that again? Yeah, you broke up on that. Uh, yeah, I'm here. I can hear you just great. Oh, great, great, great. Uh, folks, we got Patrick Lancaster. He was uh, on our show. He's uh, he's kind of an independent war co- correspondent. He's out there, and uh, he gave us a little bit of info. And uh, I had bad connection with you then, Patrick. And uh, uh, you know what? Uh, tell us how you've been doing and uh, what's been going on. I, I know you went back to Artsakh, and now you're in Armenia. T- uh, tell us uh, everything. I'm just going to listen to you right now while you tell us what's going on. Um, yeah, sure. Um, well, basically, I was uh, able to uh, uh, get back uh, to uh, Artsakh just about a, a, almost exactly a, a week ago and just basically hit the ground running, uh, uh, trying to get the information out to the world about what, you know, is the aftermath of the, the war and, this, and how this new uh, agreement is affecting the people now. Patrick. And basically... Can yeah. I can I interrupt you on this one? When you went back mm-hmm. to Ukraine and uh, you're getting ready to go back to army, was this oh, to Artsakh? Was this a complete shock to you that this this transition went down, or did you, it, from what you were seeing in Artsakh, do you do you understand it a little bit better? Well, um, yeah, I mean. Basically, I, I was uh, very, uh, uh, as you say, a good word for it is shocked uh, to see the, uh, the, the this real uh, kind of uh, agreements and the just the turnover of most of Artsakh to Azerbaijan. It was heart wrenching to see after I had spent a couple weeks with the locals there and you know seeing how they they live and are were trying to live through the the war and how you know they were living on their their lands and uh it was really unsettling to see that uh, all this land was going to just be uh, given to uh, uh Azerbaijan but the biggest thing that really st- uh, st- 
stood out to me was that was just you know bureaucratic bull if uh, i can say is the the part of the agreement where it says that the um the refugees are allowed to go back to uh, to uh, their uh, their homes well, of course, on the the areas that are staying part of our stock, they can go back. But uh, for the uh, the parts that are being turned over to Azerbaijan, there's no way Armenians uh, can stay uh, living in Azerbaijan uh, with the Azerbaijan government and people. It would just be a nightmare. Uh, it, they, it's just not realistic. And for that to be put into this agreement, just to kind of make it sound good, it it was just ridiculous to me. Wow. Wow. You're right. You're right. Uh, okay. I, I rudely interrupted you while you were going, but I had to, I had to get your uh, vibe on whenever uh, you, uh, you were coming. I mean, it had to be a total shock. Like, and you just said that. Uh, so, so how is, when you went back to Artsakh now, what, what, what were your thoughts and what, what were you seeing and all that? Well, uh, I arrived uh, back in uh, Artsakh through a different, not the Lachin uh, corridor, but the more uh, north uh, road through uh, Kel- Kelbajar uh, region, um, because this was a few days before it was to get turned over. And it was actually my first uh, time in that region, and I, as soon as we came across, we uh, saw the, um, the, the, the people basically dismantling uh, the, uh, the the region anything that the the people built with their own hands in the last uh, uh, three years they were uh, taking uh, apart and they're burning their homes uh, crying as they're doing it uh, um, the uh, the infrastructure was uh, being uh, taken and down they the people realized that they couldn't stay of course with uh, uh, Azerbaijan so they weren't going to let this uh, uh, this ethnic cleansing happen and, and have anything that they made with their own hands be a benefit to Azerbaijan so basically i i, I witnessed over the few days after arriving that uh, the basically all of the infrastructure of um, the, the Kelbajar region being uh, dismantled, the homes being destroyed, um, the ones that were still left that weren't destroyed after the war, and um, and even the military bases. The, the Artsakh military destroyed uh, their bases uh, in huge ex- explosions. And basically, uh, it seems Azerbaijan is getting the territory back, but they're not getting anything back that the people of Artsakh built themselves. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, see the presence of the Russian peacekeepers? Well, um, the uh, the it, it took because I came from the north. It took a few uh, hours to to see the actual first uh, um, uh, sites of the the peacekeepers. But as I made my way uh, more towards. Uh, Stepanakert, they were more uh, visible, and um, the following days they started being even more and more, and basically uh, they they're all over. And even yesterday we came out of um, 
we came out through the Latchin uh, corridor. And as of right now, I mean, that, that corridor is totally secured uh, by uh, the, the, the peacekeepers because we originally went through the north road, that I, as I said, because we were told the, uh, the southern path was still a bit unsecured and there were some uh, refugees that had been uh, taken captive by um, Azerbaijan, so it wasn't completely secured. Uh, but now that uh, Keljabar uh, was... Uh, um, turned over to Azerbaijan, that's the Latchin corridor is the only way in and out. Um, so it seems that the uh, peacekeepers have made it a real point to fully secure that corridor because, I mean, but between the posts on the road and the patrols going back and forth, every five to ten minutes uh, you, you see a peacekeeper on the road either driving past you or, or, or posted up. Now, I'm sure you passed by uh, many soldiers as well, uh, Armenian soldiers that uh, uh, really looked uh, like they were, you know, morally defeated as well. Uh, uh, what was their what was their take? Did you have any uh, interviews with these guys? Yeah, one, uh, well, quite a few, but one that kind of stuck out to me was uh, this uh, this younger uh, soldier, um, I interviewed him, and he, he basically said that, um, you know, until the war is over, you know, they're not they're not going to be giving out this information and that when I was asking questions. And I said, well, what do you mean until it's over? Isn't it over? And he says, we don't trust that it's over uh, because we've seen too many thing, too many documents written by these people that say they're in charge, and uh, we just don't trust it's over until we're home. Yeah, I get that too. I mean, how many ceasefires did they break uh, just out of the, you know, out of the wind that, that they would break uh, ceasefires? But uh, I guess when uh, Pashinyan signs it and. Uh, says it's over. I guess uh, that's something that we have to take in and believe. Uh, how are the people's thoughts on uh, the prime minister that uh, made this all possible, Pashinyan? Well, um, I mean, it, I'm here in Yerevan right now, and there's been pretty much daily, as far as I know, daily protests. Um, about the, the ceasefire document itself, because I mean, many of these, they've lost so many people. They, they, the, many of the people feel betrayed uh, by the prime minister. Um, but on the other hand, there are people that is supporting him as well. Because I mean, realistically, the way things were going in the war with with Azerbaijan taking so much territory so fast, uh, with superior uh, um, equipment with drones and right. everything. Yeah. I mean, if this agreement wouldn't have happened, it you know, maybe by now all of Artsakh would have been gone. So right. it's it's like I, I, someone uh, told me uh, a little uh, kind of uh, uh, quote or uh, uh, something. Basically they say you can uh, you can't be friends with the doctor that saved your life by uh, uh, amputating your legs. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's, you know, uh, we were, there's a catch-22 to this, too, because uh, if he would have let us in on what what was really happening there, 
I mean, every time we kept getting news that uh, we repelled them here, we thwarted them there. And I mean, we were getting all this information to the diaspora, but the diaspora was buying into it. But before all this, I mean, this just didn't happen overnight to where one night they're repelling and next night, the next day we surrender. This has been going on and on for possibly 20, 25 days then. W would you say, I mean, you're, you just said it yourself, the superior military was holding yeah, well, up. Yeah, well, I mean, in the first in the first few weeks of the war, uh, by the time the agreement was signed, there was a good 30 to 40 percent, uh, I mean, roughly, I'm saying, I don't know exactly, uh, of Artsakh, the, the southern part of Artsakh that had been taken by Azerbaijan. Right. And once they, once they reach uh, uh, Shushi, um, I mean, if they would have come over the mountains uh, there and uh, made their way towards Stepanakert, uh, yeah. I mean, it would have been over. I, I, I um, get that, and I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. But the three weeks before then, when uh, Russia sat Armenia and uh, Azerbaijan down at the table, I don't think Azerbaijan wanted all that. That wasn't part of the agreement then. Now, if he was it, the way... I'm hearing everything now. Why why wouldn't you have signed that deal then to just give the out, outskirts of Artsakh and keep the Artsakh intact for yourself? I mean, what they were asking was not as much as they got now is what I'm saying. And if you're if you're into this war, well, I I just heard from Patrick folks that we weren't doing that good. We I mean, they they had superior this and superior and we we get that. But the information that Pashinyan was letting us know was everything was under control. Back yeah, at you. Yeah, that, that. Yeah, for sure. And and now there's. I'm here in Yerevan. And nobody really knows what's going to be happening next, uh, even here. I mean, there's different things going on. Like I said, daily uh, some pr uh, protests. And Do you interview these right guys? Now, just a, a few uh, a few days uh, a few days ago, they started a. Um, a hunger strike. There's a few people, one of them actually a journalist. I interviewed him today and uh, they're hunger striking to wait for the uh, re resignation uh, of the prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, you know, you play football and uh, you lose the game and you keep losing the game. Well, you know, you're got, you got to take the coach down. And uh, I, I think in this case, uh, I think he handled it kind of wrong in a way to a lot of people gave up a lot. And you know what? Here's another thing too, Patrick. Maybe you could look into the actual death count of our soldiers because this has been this has been uh, thrown around. We heard when the whole thing was just about to end, it was seven, 800, and then it went to 12, 1,300. Then uh, maybe a week ago we heard 4,000. Then my wife just walks into the kitchen and tells me there there's reports ten to twelve thousand. I mean, do, do you get any information on anything like that? I can't uh, tell any uh, exact numbers, but I know it's been a lot because uh, um, all all of the families they sense their children, they sense their husbands. I mean, every male that was of fighting age went to fight in the war and. There's a lot of families now that don't have a breadwinner because right. of this war. Right. Uh, Patrick, you're now 
you're doing a, what? You're doing a documentary on this whole thing from the start to the end? Or, or are you working out your way from the protests and all that and then moving the, to Artsakh with information from there as well? Well, no, I'm, I'm just going to continue doing my, you know, daily uh, reports, you know, right. and I, reports and many uh, documentaries you could call. But I just, you know, I'm trying to give all the people their own voice and their own story. And um, I mean, I mean, just just since the, the uh, beginning of the war, I mean, I've put out at least I, I think something like uh 35 uh, different uh, um, short stories or, or you know, uh, reports that people can look and really see the, the, the human life, the human toll of this war. And um, right. it, it, it's, it's been hard for the people, for sure. But I've, I'm trying my best to, to show uh, what I can. I mean, I even came, we came across this one man uh, who uh, was in the... Kilbajar region who refused to leave. Um, Tell us about we, him. Well, uh, we uh, interviewed him, and um, he he said that uh, actually his home didn't used to be part of the Kilbajar region. It was actually part of the Mart- Martuni region. He said his area there was never any. Uh, um, Azerbaijanis, uh, but uh, because of the new maps and everything, his village was left on uh, the uh, the list of the towns uh, to be uh, turned over. over. And actually, I just released uh, that video just a few hours ago. Um, And uh, it's uh, there's a lot of stories of um, even the uh, dead uh, Vank uh, church, how the uh, the peacekeepers came, and hopefully they stayed to protect it. The the priest uh, um, pledged to not leave uh, when the the territory was turned over, and people were pl- begging the peacekeepers to protect to protect, to protect the ancient church. And I mean, in another really sad thing in the Martuni town itself, I. Uh, went to the cemetery, and Azerbaijan uh, had shelled the cemetery with grad rockets. You're kidding. And there was a lot, yeah. I mean, it's really, just a lot of Despicable. horrible uh, things going on. Um, and, yeah, yeah but, the, uh, the thing is, uh, now you're seeing this, too. It, are other nations, I mean, you guys are doing a great job when you're, when you're videoing this, when you're taking... How long can they say everything's a fake news? How long are they uh, going to say Patrick Lancaster just gave us fake news? I mean, uh, th- it's ridiculous. Well, you know, unfortunately, I, I, I've i been living situations like this before. I mean, I, I've spent years uh, reporting in the Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republic uh, of the Ukraine war, the anti-Ukraine uh, uh, t- uh, republic that broke away from Ukraine in 2014. And, you know, these people that believe their country's narrative, they'll never accept the, the, the truth uh, from people that see it. Because no matter what they say, they, what you, what you, whatever, what facts you show them and what interviews and seeing the people that live it, these people, people that listen to their country's narrative, they will never uh, believe. There's a small few that will break through 
uh, the looking glass and not be blind anymore to the downfalls of their country. But it's it's a very few. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, apparent out there. And uh, the only thing we could do, Patrick, is uh, keep putting out what you're doing. And uh, I'm glad uh, my listeners jumped in and uh, gave you a little bit of support. But it doesn't end there, guys, because uh, Patrick still has a lot of work to do. And not just for himself, but, you know, I'm, I'm being a little uh, uh, selfish here, too, because he's covering us, okay? He's covering everything that's going on over there. I don't know. Maybe I did get some fake news from, the, uh, from our military in Armenia saying that we're doing this, we're doing that, we're, make, we're repelling him here and all that. But maybe I should uh, just uh, listen to people that are on the outside, uh, that I, I can I can trust, and I got Patrick Lancaster here, who's out there and who's getting the best information, and and I'm I'm lucky here because he's relaying some of that to our listeners out there. But you guys did a good job, and I he needs some more support from you on uh, on your uh, what what's that uh, GoFundMe GoFundMe page? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah I still got been my doing GoFundMe active. Yeah. Oh, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah. I I lost you there for a second. I was saying that uh, I think my listeners are uh, giving a little hand on that, and I hope uh, this continues uh, because you still got some work to do there. Yeah, and like uh, like my plan still is as it was to uh, basically relocate for the time being to Yerevan, and I'm going to be bringing my my family here. My wife is actually uh, already here with me. She came. For a little bit of uh, um, a look to kind of uh, reconnaissance, to um, uh, so we can uh, get in an apartment here, and then we're going to be bringing the kids, and uh, I'm going to be working back and forth between the situation in Yerevan and uh, Artsakh, showing as much as I can on the the, the aftermath of the war and what's going to happen next. Are the people in Yerevan are they in a, like a melancholy state? Well, you know, there's. Uh, it, it's hard to tell yet. I mean, I talked to some of the the protesters today, but it's going to take me a little bit of time to really get to dig in and uh, get to the feeling of the people. Um, like we said, I'm just fresh back from Artsakh, so we're going to be here uh, for uh, a couple of days, get a little bit of uh, reports out. Uh, on the situation here, and then the day after tomorrow, we're going to be uh, headed back uh, down to uh, Stepanakert uh, because of the um, the turnover of the, the Latin uh, region, which is supposed to take place on uh, the 1st uh, of December. And um, we drove through there last night, and they've already started uh, dismantling their homes there, and uh, we're going to do what we can to you know, show the situation in Latin as the turnover happens. Yeah, wow, wow. It's uh, it's been a, it's been a pretty shitty year this year. I'll tell you that right now, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. the stuff that uh, has happened, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's one after the other here, and uh, and now uh, Armenia, you're seeing opposition. Is the opposition respectable in size to where uh, it's not going to be? You know, I I hope it is. I I hope everything. Uh, goes in a smooth transition like uh, he came to power. But when you see the opposition, are are, are they uh, uh, are they a lot in numbers? 
You know, it's it, it, it's not possible for me to really uh, say yet, just because I haven't really uh, been able to re- really get a good feel of it yet. Like we we went through our first day back here today and just talked to a few, but uh, still still a lot uh, to learn about uh, um, what they're doing here and uh, okay and that, and that type of thing. But I, basically, as soon as I, I get any information out on it, I'll be uh, putting it out directly on my uh, my YouTube channel, and uh, like tomorrow morning, we'll have the first one out on the hunger strike uh, in the Rep- Republic Square, um, and uh, I'll, I'll be trying to bring the information as, as fast as possible. And maybe next week, if you're up for uh, having a, another uh, talk, that would be great as well. Patrick, I, I don't mind rolling with you, pal. I mean, you're you're kind of our eyes over there too. For the diaspora, and you know what, uh, you know, I I, I love uh, your feedback. So yes, I, I would definitely love to have you on next week as well. So that's uh, that's definitely great. And uh, folks, you can find his Facebook site at Patrick John Lancaster, and that's his mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's his Facebook. Uh, can you tell me other social sites they can find you as well? Um, well, on YouTube, you can just go ahead and uh, search my name, Patrick Lancaster, and then I'll be the first channel that comes up. Um, my Twitter, actually, um, after I came back from the r- reporting on the war, my Twitter was uh, banned for some unknown reason. The Twitter just uh, suspended the account, no email explanation or anything. I appealed it, no response from appeal. Right. You know very, what? Very strange. Patrick, I got to tell you, you're not the first one to have this problem. And I'm getting this from a lot of Armenians, including my wife, who said, I didn't say hardly anything that was wrong. Or, I mean, uh, she she said she said to an, Az- an Azari, hey, uh, we see what you're doing to our uh, elderly, to our women and children. And they banned her. Uh, they banned her from. Uh, it's it's unbelievable what's happening. So you're not the first to say that, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's it's, 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 it's taking away freedom of speech. Sure uh, is. What a lot of these you know corporate uh, social media uh, things are doing, and it's it's just horrible, horrible. How, how they're doing this. For sure. But uh, you know, for the time being, we've got my uh, YouTube channel, and that's where all my reports come out. And just, again, just, you know, Patrick Lancaster on YouTube, and, you know, they're going to get daily uh, videos uh, from me. Yeah, that's great. And again, folks, it's very important for Patrick to get this GoFundMe going as well. And you guys, I God bless. I know you guys have been uh, hopping on board there to help out. But you know what? Let's keep it going on that. Let's uh, keep it going on the Artsakh Armenia funds and all that. And on the side here, too, Patrick could sure use uh, some love on this aspect to just keep what keep this thing going. Keep the fire lit up, folks, because we need to, We still need to see this. It's not something that, oh, well, it's over. We can move on with our life. It can't be like that. We got to think about this is Armenia the greater of Armenia here. So thank you so much, Patrick. And, um, Hey, did you, you, uh, do anything for Thanksgiving in Armenia in Yerevan? You know, uh, I, unfortunately we almost forgot it was Thanksgiving because we were so busy, uh, coming through the Latin, uh, uh, corridor. And we, we actually got back uh, to Yerevan at about 11 at night. So we didn't really have a chance to, 
You're, I do do anything. You know, uh, you're from St. Louis, right? That's where I'm at. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the owner of the St. Louis Cardinals, his wife is Armenian, and uh, she's really? a, yeah. And uh, they had a big billboard up here with uh, St. Louis Cardinals or with uh, or with Artsakh. It was it was like oh wow. I, I I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, but now I I'm becoming a St. Louis Cardinal fan. And on top of that, too, in football, New England Patriots. Uh, uh, Bill Belichick s- said, "Hey, someone's got to stop Turkey and Azerbaijan and uh, help Armenia and Artsakh." And I was like, "Holy cow, man! This is Bill Belichick, the uh, Super Bowl champion, right. five times." So, so you know what? Uh, your information out there, a lot of these people are seeing this too. I mean, th- this would be something that Azerbaijan does not want the Patricks out there giving all this information, all all these shows and stuff to the diaspora and to the West out there so they can see, I mean, uh, you know, Azerbaijan would love to see you just leave that area and uh, yeah, not, I know. not report I mean, anything. I actually, I actually get plenty of comments and messages on social media from them daily. <laughs> A lot of uh, not so nice ones as well. Yeah. They're not um, nice. They're just not nice. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. You know what? It's, some people yeah, are, not, are not good people and that's the people that aren't good people. I, I don't know. Every time I talk to them, it seems hostility, always something hostile. I mean, it's never like, Hey, let's sit down. We can talk, but no, it's never like that, man. But in any case, uh, thank you so much, Patrick. You have a great uh, day and keep doing what you're doing and stay safe, my friend. All right, well, thank you for having me on again. It was a pleasure. Well, I'd like to make it a weekly thing. I mean, maybe have a 15-minute segment with you, uh, what's going on over there, and uh, then, you know, I'll do my show. How's that? Great. All right. good. I'm looking forward to it. Again, folks, uh, that's Patrick Lancaster, and you can find him at GoFundMe. All right? Thanks a lot, Patrick. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, my friends, that was uh, Patrick Lancaster, and uh, now I'm back doing this on my own uh uh i think last week uh the president's ser sargisian's uh wife uh passed away at 58 rita sargsian yeah wow wow this is a coronavirus man uh they knew exactly when to attack us didn't they i mean when we're going through this corona and every one of you out there in Ar- Armenia were like, Vochinch, Vochinch this, Vochinch that. And uh, you had uh, in the courtroom, you had uh, Kochurian. And I told my in-laws when they were l- living with me for a couple months, I, I said, this is wrong. This is wrong because you know what? They're watching. The Turks, the Turks in those areas are watching this. And... Uh, I don't know. We just kept going and going, and uh, I guess uh, we knew this was going to happen. So, anyway, uh, that coronavirus thing is still up and going uh, in Armenia. I th- you know what? I think uh, it's uh, really taken over all over the world. It's gotten a little stronger anyway. So, uh, um, Pashinyan, uh, like I said, I kind of kind of let him have a little message i sent him a message and you know what i don't care and for for the folks out there to say i i had one person send me this message it was it was really it was really funny uh they said 
Now you know why Sayers gave up his seat now, don't you? I go, so what? What the hell does that have to do with anything? So he gave up his spot knowing that this was going to happen one day. That doesn't make sense. That Even if he did, you know, how can I blame him for that? I mean, that's just a dumb statement. He gave up his spot because he knew this was going to happen. Okay, you're the prime minister. You're kind of, you're expecting something like that to happen, don't you? I mean, down the line, uh, hey, maybe we're building up military because they're building up military. Maybe this is going to happen one day. I mean, you can't, you can't fault the guy for saying, Oh, well, you know what? I think this is going to happen one day, so I'm going to, yeah, I'll resign. Or could he have resigned saying, you know what? I don't want to fight Armenian versus Armenian. So you know what? I'll, I'll give my spot up. That's what he did. In reality, that's what he did. That's why they called it the Silk Revolution, right? Okay. Well, there was an election, too. I don't know. But, you know, that was afterwards while it, Pashinyan was in there and all that. So, in any case, my point is, uh, yeah, we, we, we just got to, you know, I've been asking some friends on Facebook, Armenian friends from Armenia, and I'm asking them, hey, uh, is it time to heal yet? What do we have to do to heal? Well, that's kind of dumb when you're asking someone that that lost her dad, or lo- and then I I talked to a couple more and they lost the cousins and uh, then I talked to another one. All my friends have lost someone. How can I tell these people to heal? I I I, I don't have maybe for me. I'm in America. I could turn on TV and watch something else. I can heal. I can heal really well. I can. I, I mean, I don't mean to be an ass, but I can heal a lot better than that Armenian from Armenia in Artsakh can heal. Okay, that's a whole different ball game, man. For anyone to say to these people, let's just move on now. Let's uh, let's be thankful that we have this in Artsakh. We still have the name Artsakh, and uh, we just have to roll with it. Well, yeah, it's easy. It's easy for you in. Uh, Especially if you're an American Armenian. Now, you'll really heal fast there. But if you're Armenian from Lebanon, if you're Armenian from anywhere else, and uh, and you're just uh, reflecting because you know what you were doing in the early 90s, you know that you were raising money for Artsakh, you were doing something... I don't know, man. It's it's there's some history there. There's some history there, and not just for uh, the people of Artsakh that fought, but even in the diaspora, even in the middle of the United States and St. Louis. I I remember what I did. I was with my friend Jeff Cooper, and uh, we're we're what uh, 22, 23, something like that. And uh, I I asked him what what can we do, man? And he said. You know what? Uh, you got the Armenian Hall. Why don't we throw uh, a beer, a chicken, uh, chicken, uh, fried chicken and beer uh, dance? Uh, not dance, but uh, you know, like a like a party. 
Well, this 300 people show, showed up at this Armenian hall. And, uh, and then I had uh, the DJ of KC95, which is world-renowned here in St. Louis. Uh, what was his name? What was his name? I forgot his name, but uh, he's a big-time jockey. And he showed up. I had Hooter girls uh, serving the chicken, fried chicken. It was unbelievable. And all the proceeds that I made, I sent to Artsakh. And I was, uh, we made like over $4,800. $4,800 uh, after paying this and paying that. Say, say 5000 And I remember sending that. It was something, you know, it was for Artsakh. And that's, that's something that I'll never forget. So, anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah, man, we just got to keep giving, keep giving to anyone in Armenia, in Artsakh, that suffered. That, that, and we need to rebuild. We need to rebuild. I love what I heard from France about Artsakh as uh, a republic. Now, I got to ask you guys something. This is interesting. Now, will France accept these new borders that... Russia and uh, Turkey and Azerbaijan cut out, or are they going to accept the old borders of Artsakh, like this year before this war even happened? All right, maybe that's the borders that Pashinyan should still insist upon with the uh, Europe out there. If Europe comes knocking on Pashinyan's door and says, "Hey, we want to recognize Artsakh," and we want to recognize it with the old map because th what Azerbaijan did was illegal. They attacked people, and uh, there's, uh, there should be something that uh, we can throw in there that you get your— but the outside seven regions and all this, we'll, that won't be a part of it. And I'll, we'd be like, yeah, but will Pashinyan go that route? Or will Pashinyan say— yeah, I appreciate it, but uh, I don't think it can happen because, uh, well, basically, I got my man behind me. You know this guy, right? Putin. Well, he doesn't want me to. But if, but if I, uh, if I'm alone or something, and uh, he'll turn around and say, uh, "Hey, you know, I don't know why he just didn't do that." But I, I got, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on over there, man. I really don't understand. What Armenia's stance on that is? What they're going to have war on you with, with Artsakh? It's already signed, it's already sealed, and you've already got Russian troops over there. All right. And as for uh, recognizing Artsakh, I, why not? If other countries are doing it, Kichma Amochev or Tunches I mean, Kichma Madadze, man. I mean, at least you owe that. At least you owe that to the people. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to start on my rant again because last I'm telling you right now, last week I did a show. I went crazy. I went crazy. But you know what? I, I just I, I called my guys after one day it was up. And if you got to listen to it, bravo, because I, I don't know how you could have made it through the whole thing because I went nuts. Uh, I called my uh, – 
guys here and i said hey you know what I'll pull the plug on it I, I, the, I the producers two of them i called that night or the day after and i go pull the plug on that show i don't i don't want that show up that's crazy i went nuts i went nuts anyway that's all we got going and uh, uh we got to do our thanksgiving and uh you know there was something in the air with the thanksgiving too when uh, my brother-in-law gave his uh, prayer, I wasn't into it. I, I, I just wasn't into it. Thanks for what? what? What am I thanks for? I'm thanks for my family, my health, their health. But there's so many people right now that don't have a, a dad or a brother in Armenia, in Artsakh. There's a table seat that that's supposed to be someone's sitting there and they're not there and uh I, I wasn't really thankful okay i i i know i know i don't want to get all spiritual but uh you know the you ask we do toast we get nuts get nuts get nuts get nuts and we look up in the air we look up in the sky we're the most religious we uh, we're the most faithful in all of the world, you think you'd throw a bone or two our way, wouldn't you? That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't want to get struck by you right now or have my car lose air and I hit a tree or something like that. But I, I'm just saying, come on. Give a little love back, huh? That's all I'm asking. All right? Well, you guys have a great weekend, and uh, we'll stay in touch. I'll have a show for you guys next week. Genatsit Kishir Party, and uh, keep up the keep up the love. Keep up the keep up whatever you're doing, man. We like I said before, I love you, and uh, I know you guys uh, should love each other. It's it's a tough time, and let's uh, let's pull through it. Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jano Kabinjian. Find the show online at armeniaproud.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at facebook.com slash armeniaproud or Twitter at armeniaproud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.